Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bears have done it again. Just when I'm like a little disappointed. Oh, they go out and they make a huge deal on draft. What is it? Trade day? Halloween? Whatever you call it. Uh, Let's talk about it, though, with the man of the hour, Tyler Scott. Good blocking on the perimeter. And that opens it up for Tyler Scott. Here he is. How are you? How are you doing today, Tyler? I'm doing all right, doing all right, doing all right. Past 24 hours going on to the next week. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I got to ask you because obviously the situation that happened Sunday night, we'll get into that in a little bit. But on Tuesday, Halloween, the trade deadline, Montez Sweat joins the Chicago Bears. And it's not completely out of the blue because I think the Bears were connected with guys like Chase Young. Sweat was a little bit, uh, not necessarily out of left field, but... It was kind of a shock. Uh, how did you find out? How did it? How, what are your feelings on it? Yeah, yeah. Find out through uh, ESPN notification um, on my oh. phone. Yeah, find out through ESPN notification. Uh, Bears acquired uh, Montez Sweat, and uh, I was like, okay, so got some help there with the D line. Um, I know a lot of people have, you know, kind of, you know, wanted, you know, help as far as the D line, and I've I've heard Chase, you know, Chase Young's name kind of swirling around, um, you know, kind of through the past couple weeks. Um, and things of that nature. So it looks like, uh, you know, something that, you know, they, you know, they need to do. So, um, you know, interesting, interesting pickup. Uh, definitely will help the, the D-line out for sure. You know, I think he's got like, what, like six and a half sacks this year? Yeah. Um, something like that. So, you know, had a pretty pretty solid year. Um, biggest thing I, you know, remember with, with him was his 40-yard dash at the combine. Yeah. And um, he ran like a four. I think he ran like a four four one or something like that. And it was like. Like we have D linemen now, like running a four four. <laughs> like, you know, as a player, you know, especially a skilled player, it's like, dude, like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, um, it's not, you know, it's man, not fair. like a yeah, no, a man that big, that size, being able to to run that fast, that's uh you know, that's huge. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely see uh see what he brings to the table. Um, you know, moving forward. So yeah, definitely a good pickup. Who is who is the guy that you text with? Who is you you see this? It's on the ESPN notifications. You see it. Who do you text? Who on the team do you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got Montez Sweat? <laughs> um, I don't really have a guy that I necessarily, um, you know, talk to. I think just kind of when you get in the building, um, you know, it's just kind of business as usual, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, you kind of see those things. Okay, cool. You know, you, and then you maybe, you know, chat about it. Um, I know uh, when we brought, I can't even say his name. Uh, when we got the guy from the Colts. Uh, uh, can't even say it. It starts with a Y. Uh, oh, Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, 
you know, when we picked him up, uh, I know we kind of talked about him and just how much of a force he was in college and, you know, how good he was, just how he's been through the league. Um, so we talked about him a little bit, you know, just kind of as a unit, you know, amongst ourselves, you know, we just kind of, you know, you know, just talk about, you know, each guy that they bring in and, you know, things of that nature, but uh, nothing crazy. Um, you know, just kind of business as usual. Um, just good to have another, you know, piece of talent to come in and, you know, help us win. All right. Well, I, I want to throw this out there and you don't have to don't answer one way or the other. You can just be just not along politely. I'll, I'll be that guy for you. When a big move like this happens, you know that I have to be excited. I was on the set of NFL Fantasy Live. I was very excited about this because I feel I don't know. How, I don't know how the players take it. But for me, you know, obviously things are not quite going the way that we expected it to at the beginning of the year. But I do love the fact that the Bears are still thinking of the future and you being a rookie. Obviously, mm-hmm. you are part of the Bears' future. That has to give you a little bit of a juice on a Tuesday as you're starting to get ready for the New Orleans Saints. You got to have a little bit of a a little bit of a charge, like okay, our organization still believes in us, still wants to not only win this year but wants to win in the future. No, definitely. I mean, I think you know when you 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 have you make moves like that, uh, especially building you know looking at that type of acquired looks like it's a more of a future, like you said, acquired. Um, toward, you know, moving like in the right direction, I would say. Um, and so I think, you know, you see those type of things like, okay, you can see, you know, polls and those guys, you know, slowly trying to build something, slowly trying to, um, you know, build those pieces. They may not, you know, scream out at you necessarily, you know, in the moment, um, you know, even in this juncture of time, but, uh, you know, down the line, those are moves I think that can be, you know, very big and, and have a long lasting impact for sure. Do players care about draft picks? Like we traded a second round draft pick. Do you guys, are you shocked or do you even care? Like who cares at the second round pick? What is, what is the feeling amongst the players? Yeah, no, nah, we don't even pay attention to none of that stuff. If I'm being honest, um, you know, you don't, I like, guess kind of, I mean, that's not our job, you know, honestly, it's just kind of work where our butt is and kind of, you know, focus in on, you know, where our, um, you know, what our job is. So we just kind of let, you know, those guys do what they do. Um, let them do the chess pieces and, um, move how they may. I mean, I think from afar, you do you just kind of like, okay, um, you may play the little game in your head, like, okay, then if you get a second round pick, what does that mean? Maybe, but, um, but for the most part, it's just, you know, you're just focusing on your job and you know what you have in hand. And I would like the fans to take note of that. Cause I will tell you, like, if you ask a fan who their favorite players are of all time, it's like, Oh, Brian Erlacher, Mike Brown, maybe, uh, our second round pick in 2020. Who, what are you talking about? Like, people get so, they get so invested in picks. I'm like, do you yeah. not understand that Montez sweat is a great player, but everybody, I don't know if it's because they played Madden for so long or they play fantasy football that everybody thinks they're a general manager. Like, do you know that a yeah. second round pick? Will play? I'm like, you know what? Montez sweat is a very good player and he yeah. gets, to, he gets to the quarterback. He can help us win this year. He can help us win down the road. I'm oh. of the mind that, Ryan Poles, one of my new best friends. Ryan Poles is, if they if they haven't talked to the agent already to try to extend him or get an idea of what it's going to cost to extend him, then I feel like maybe you don't make that move. But I think for the Bears, mm-hmm. like for this season, like there's no there's no reason. And we talked about this the other night. Is when you look at the NFL playoff picture right now, the seventh seed, if I'm not mistaken, is the Minnesota Vikings, who lost Kirk Cousins. They brought in Joshua Dobbs, and now it's like, okay, but they're still there. When you look at the teams that are in the hunt, it is three and five teams. One of those three and five teams is the Washington Commanders, a team that the Bears beat, a team that just traded away two of its prominent defensive linemen. You know, the the strength of the team, they just stripped. That team's in the hunt. 
we're one win away from being in the hunt. Do you feel like, do you feel me? Do you feel that we're one win away from being in the hunt? No, definitely, definitely. I mean, like I said, everything we still want, I say this, you know, pretty much every week until I can't. Um, but everything we want is, you know, still right in front of us. You know what I'm saying? We can still be in the hunt, you know, to make a playoff run and, you know, have a chance. That's all you need is a chance, you know, especially in this league. You just need a chance. And I know we, we, we talked a little bit after the game, you know, just about how the NFL just, you know, how each week, how, you know, how, you know, it's any given Sunday, truly, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a team can catch fire at any point in, t- point in time or moment. A team can catch momentum at the right time and get hot. Um, and just that's just kind of the nature of the game. And so, um, you know, you just you just have to keep playing. You just have to keep playing the game, keep going out there, giving it your best effort, and um, just see what the cards look. Yeah, it was good to finally meet you, too. And I don't know. Do we, have the, fo- do we have the photo? Because I'll tell you, like, I, I got a press credential for this game. That's right. <laughs> There was me sneaking, not sneaking. I was a member of the media who was able to go down and, uh, you know, I obviously was able to meet Tyler in that moment, met Darnell Mooney. Roshan Johnson didn't feel, I I didn't feel like he was feeling me at all. I don't know about that. (laughs) He seemed a little, you know, like, okay, whatever. Bayless, I got an opportunity to say hello to Bayless, but, um, but it was good to me. It was kind of weird, you know, coming off a loss. Like it's, it's like meeting somebody for the first time at a funeral where you got to have like a kind of a hushed tone, like, Hey, are yeah. you okay? Like, how are you feeling? <laughs> well, Mooney, well, Mooney said you were a pretty famous guy. I think he was the first one to say that to you. Yeah. Like that was the thing. Like Darnell Mooney walked up. He's like, Oh, what's up, Adam? And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I looked around because there's yeah. a, there's a PR staffer named Adam. So I didn't know if who he, I was like, Oh, you're talking to me. He's like, yeah, you're a pretty famous guy. Yeah. He's like, I, I've never met you in the flesh. And then I said, what did I say? I said, did I, cause then the reporters came over to start to talk to him. And I yeah, felt yeah. like I felt like our conversation ended abruptly. And then I was like, "Hey, was I was I rude to him? Like, did I cut that off too quickly? What What is it you said to me, though?" I was like, "I think you're good. I, don't, I, I think you're good." Once again, hanging me out to dry. I think uh, you're good. I think you're good. We did. Although I will point, I I don't know. We're probably sharing too many stories, but uh, I did get in trouble with the Bears PR staff because I followed you <laughs> out to where the buses were, but we're in the hallway. So yeah. we're, locker rooms free. Locker rooms free reign. We go out to the buses and then we were talking, we were talking about that thing with Darnell Mooney. And I go, you know, I, I should, I'm going to stop and go back. And, um, and so then I forget which bears PR guy came up. He's like, Frank, you can't do this. Like, please actually he called me by my first name. So I know I was in trouble. He's like, Adam, we can't do this. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't think about it. Yeah. We were sent out the locker room. He's like, I can't have you just dragging bears. <laughs> Yeah, that's not what I was doing. I was accompanying him. I had to go do a hit for the local TV station out here in Los Angeles. We were out there, but I wanted to go back to talk to Darnell Mooney. And I want to address this. And I want to know. I know we talked about it on Sunday night for for a moment. He was not down. On that opening play, he absolutely was not down. There was no way about it. No, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. And like I said, coming off the field, um, that's something my you know, our receivers coach me. He's like, I don't. He said, "Were you down on that play?" Because I didn't. I don't. I didn't think you you know got touched. And when he was like, "Yeah, I, I didn't think I was down either." And um, so yeah, I don't. That's another touchdown taken away. So, um, I don't know. They had some quick whistles in that game. Ooh, like quick whistles, quick flags, a lot of a lot of questionable stuff going on there. I'm like, how do the Chargers? How do we have nine penalties? The Chargers have none. I guess yeah. the Chargers somehow are the most disciplined team in the league. I, I don't want to rehash that too much, but yeah, I was, I was with you and I went back and I told Darnell and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I got, that's garbage. I'm like, and that changes the complexion of a whole game. Now, I can. obviously you went deep on the first, on the first play. Was that the design? Did you go into that game knowing like, Hey, 
first first play, we want to hit that quick strike, we want to go deep, or was it something that uh, Tyson was reading and he had the option to do that? No, that was definitely by design. Um, first play, that was something that we practiced. Um, we had called kind of you know, during the weekend, especially in, in walkthrough. That was like one of the plays that we were, knew, like <laughs> we're taking a shot um, coming out Sunday night. We're taking a shot. Uh, we're going to, you know, try to set a tone. And um, so, yeah, that was definitely, definitely set up. And then I had talked to Ryan Poles before the game and I saw him up in the press box and I was like, Hey, I go, you know what we should do? Oh God, I'll, I'll stop. And Ryan was very gracious. He's like, no, Adam, go ahead and say what you got to say. And I said, we need to go deep on the first play of the game. And he's like, oh, okay. And I go, no, because like our, the average depth of target against the Raiders, you know, wasn't very deep. So I think the chargers are going to crowd the box. We take that shot. Like we did against Washington set the tone. He's just looking at me either. Number one, he's like, that's exactly what we're doing. Idiot. Stop talking about it. Or uh, that was probably just the number one. So uh, it is good to know. So I didn't necessarily call the play. You guys had had it planned. Um, I guess we were all, we were all thinking in the same, the same. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. I like that. We were all on the same page and it was so successful. Um, well, what happened? So what was the big thing? Like, what was the difference between playing the chargers this week and the Raiders two weeks ago. Now, obviously, we saw what happened to the Raiders on Monday night. That's not a very yeah. competitive football team. But the Chargers had struggled coming into this contest as well. What was what was the main difference offensively? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot. You know, I think it was us. You know, some of the things we were doing, you know, whether it be penalties and, you know, just those type of things where, um, you know, we'd get the ball moving, we were moving the ball, and then we would just get pushed back. Um, and I think also, too, like, I, you know, I think they were just they just brought their physicality. I think Cole mentioned it after the game. Um, you know, they just – I don't think we just brought our physicality to the table like we had been the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think it shows, especially on some of those, you know, shorter third down plays and, um, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, we had to convert on third down. Um, that's, that's another thing. We have been great converting on third down, um, you know, last game. And um, this week, you know, we, we just third down both offensively and defensively. We, we just couldn't, we couldn't execute. So um, I think those are kind of the two of the things that really stood out, two, three of the things that really stood out for sure. And I did notice DJ Moore didn't get a lot of targets in the second half, but I was noticing from up in the press box, and I don't know, I would get, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this. It felt like the Chargers were rolling a safety over him, and we're not going to allow DJ Moore to beat them. Was that kind of the read that you got watching film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they definitely uh, were rolling DJ for sure. Um, definitely sending help over top, kind of playing a little bracketish type coverage over there. Um, you know, whenever it was, especially on like those kind of third down, those key key uh key plays they gotta have in plays um you know definitely doubling up on dj so yeah definitely uh what you're saying was true yeah it's it's funny because you deal with the fantasy enthusiasts who are like i don't understand why i'm like dude i'm in the press box i'm watching what's happening anybody who watches the all 22 can see what's happening so what about this week with the new orleans saints what kind of what kind of uh what kind of problems do they present i know they're one of the better teams defensively uh, as you're starting to watch the Saints and get prepared, what are the things that you're looking for from the from their from their side of the field? Yeah, well, I mean, they got Marshawn Lattimore, you know, the secondary who's been doing it at a very high level for a long time. Also, one of the guys I actually looked up to when I was growing up because he's from Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. um, out of out of Glenville, Cleveland area, and definitely yeah, one of those guys I looked up to. Been watching him since you know high school and then on to Ohio State and now to the league. So, um, you know, he's he's been doing it at a high level. Then you got. Uh, Demario Davis at, you know, at, at Mike, you know, he's been doing it for a while as well. Um, really good player, Cam Jordan down there in the, in, in the, in the box. So uh, they have some, some pretty good, decent players all across the board. But uh, one thing I think that stands out um, to me from all the other teams we've kind of played so far 
Um, I haven't seen the other games, but especially this past game versus the Colts, mm-hmm. uh, they did a, a lot of press coverage, a lot of press coverage, a lot of man up um, type team. Looks like they're very confident in uh, putting their corners and you know, their nickel and safety just kind of out there on the island um, and just letting them, you know, just guard guys one on one. So that's kind of what you see across the board um, just with them. So just a confidence level as far as just, you know, just having their guys out there on the island, having faith in them. Um, but at times you see the Colts, they exploited them at, at some points in times with the man coverage as well. So um, definitely a team where we're going to have to win our one-on-one battles. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I, I saw, you know, one of Gardner Minshew's touchdowns, uh, it was a pretty nice play where he rolled out to his right and then stopped on a dime and was able to hit Andrew Ogletree. So it feels like there's some, there's some exploitable matchups. Are you excited? Is this, is this the kind of defense that you like to play against? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is especially a game where it's going to test you one-on-one. Um, you know, you're not necessarily going against a whole bunch of zone. They're just going to come up, kind of just give you, um, you know, what they're playing because they're not a team that's going to do a whole bunch of moving and disguising as well. That's at least as far as what I've seen so far. Um, they're just kind of line up and be like, all right, we're just going to play a man up and um, you're just going to have to win your one-on-one battle. So, um, you know, it's definitely a test of your manhood, definitely a test of just your technique, your route, and you have to be really, um, really big on your fundamentals now. Yeah, and it makes sense. And it's one of those things, too, because as I'm looking forward to this, you know, I'm thinking about DJ Mike. Yeah, please play DJ Moore one-on-one or play yeah. you one-on-one, an opportunity for you to uh, to yeah. go out there. And, and uh, I was disappointed that I wasn't going to get your first touchdown ball, but that's okay. That uh, is yeah. a, this is, I felt like it was going to happen there. What about, uh, what about the quarterback position? Uh, Tyson is going to be the quarterback for the third consecutive game in a row. How is that going along? How's he feeling? Now, obviously, last week we talked to him, a lot of fun coming off that huge win against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, things obviously didn't go as well against the, the the Los Angeles Chargers. What has his mood been like? What is what is his demeanor like? You know, obviously, you know, not that necessarily you're coming back to earth, but obviously the world has changed uh, in yeah. a week or so. How's everything going with him? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing I think you could tell with him is that he, he wants it so bad. Um, you, you could tell just... It, especially after the game, um, you know, he, he was really hard on himself, it seemed like, um, you know, but I think you could just see just the the desire to really want to be great, just to really want to execute and just do his job. Uh, you know, so um, I think, though, just knowing him, uh, I think that that's just a another another song for him. You know, he, he's dealt with adversity um, through coming from where he's came from. And, you know, I think it's just another opportunity for him to get better. It's another opportunity for you know, him to prove who he is, what he can do, just to continue to improve. And I think, you know, he, he's a rookie, you know, he's a rookie. And so um, he's just learning, he's thrown in, he's just thrown in his situation. And uh, I think it's just an opportunity for him to continue to grow and to continue to learn. And I have no doubt in my mind that uh, he's going to come back this next game. Uh, and, and even us as an offense, we got to do a better job, you know, helping him um, as well. You know, we have some opportunities that, you know, you know, slipped off the table. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, for him, he's just going to have the same mindset as far as to continue to, you know, as far as his preparation. Um, but I think for him, uh, like I said, just keeping the same mindset, still just trusting his guys and, you know, us trusting in him. You know, it was interesting because going into the locker room after the game, even though we had talked and we had done all that stuff, he is a commanding presence. Now I didn't yeah. want to overset. I didn't want to overset my bounds by going over. Cause I know like that would have been a thing. Like I know, like even, even a dummy like me knows like, don't, don't go talk to the quarterback. Cause then all the yeah. other, all the other guys, Nick Moriano is going to walk over there and fish Bane. And I'm like, okay, I can't have that. Um, 
but it feels like he's a commanding presence. Like it, I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I kind of get it. I, I kind of get uh, the demeanor. And so I know it's a, it's a dumb yeah. thing, but like sometimes like when you can read, not necessarily like read a person, but it's like, he does have, like, he commands a lot of respect. And so I was like, I was like, okay, I feel good about that. And so I feel good about this matchup against mm-hmm. the saints as well. What about the other side of the football? Do you ever watch their offense? Cause I find it so interesting because you know, the saints have been going through this kind of thing where two weeks ago, like everybody thought Derek Carr was terrible. He was arguing with the players. They're never going to, they made a mistake. And then he goes up against the Colts and he throws four touchdowns, whatever it was. He had a great game. Yeah. I mean, is that just the way that it, I know we talked about this a little bit ago, but like, it just feels like everything's just ebbs and flows. And it feels like a real opportunity for the bears here to go ahead and, and take a, uh, take a victory against the Saints squad. Yeah, I mean, you see stuff like that, especially, um, you know, especially on live TV. Uh, you know, you see those type of altercations and interactions, you know, within a team. Um, you know, those, those those speak volume. I, you know, I think those speak volumes, you know, just to kind of just their organization um, and just kind of, you know, how they operate um, with the, with one another um, to be to the fact that they're kind of openly, you know, willing to be able to express that type of frustration towards each other. Um, you know, kind of, you know, live. So I think def- it's definitely an opportunity. You know, they did come back um, and, you know, end up beating the Colts and, you know, having a great game there. But, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely an opportunity for sure. You know, we're, we're going to the to the uh, Saints um, this week. So that'll right, be right. Uh, interesting. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, well, that would be an interesting environment as well. Um, you know, especially for me, I, I grew up a Saints fan. Um, you know, I was a huge Reggie Bush guy. So, uh, I, I did root for the Saints at one point, so going down to to the dome, <laughs> wow. going to the dome. Yeah, were you, I did. Were you old? Well, I'm trying to figure out your timeline. Did were the Browns around? Were the Browns gone? Because I know the Browns. There was a period of time where the Browns didn't exist. Did you jump into that thing, or you were just like you were just a Reggie Bush guy? No, nah, so so yeah, the Browns were around. Um, so I was I came in and I came into this earth in 01. 2001. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm not sure when the Browns. No, they they would have been gone. Yeah, I don't think they had come back. Yeah. I think they, I think they came yeah. back in 2002. Yeah, I'm about to say I think I right when they came back is kind of right when I kind of entered the world. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, the, the Browns were around. You know, when I was growing up um, at the time, but I was a huge, huge Reggie Bush fan. I played running back, so um, huge Reggie Bush and Adrian Peterson fan. And so I had I, I don't think I still got the fat head anymore. My parents took it down, but I had oh. a fat head of uh, Reggie Bush. Uh, in my in my room, you know, this huge fathead Reggie Bush in my room, and uh, I think they just took it out. But yeah, I was a huge Saints fan. Loved Drew Brees as well. Um, you know, I loved Drew Brees. How calm and cool and collective he was. So, uh, so I was a Saints fan at one point. You know, rooted for him. Um, but you know, now it's different times. Uh, not the same team, but uh, yeah. So, be interesting matchup, especially going down there to the to the dome. And you've heard, I've heard a lot of things about it. So, it's oh, awesome. Be, uh, be interesting. Yeah. It's a great place. I love New Orleans, the city of New Orleans. I love the fans. The Superdome is old. I think it was built in the 70s, but it's still a very like classic building, and I love it. And as you're sitting here talking about how much you love Reggie Bush with the Saints, it, it dawns on me that during the 2000s of your youth there, the Bears' number one rival, I would say, even more so than the Packers, I think it was the Saints, because we kept playing them in the playoffs. Uh, we beat them one year. They beat us a couple times. Uh, but in any event, uh, now I'm upset at you. No, I will. You know what? Can I? You know, I can tell you one thing about Reggie Bush too, because I used to, to, uh, to work with him, and uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you, Reggie Bush, 
cool guy. He's a nice person. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, he's a he's a nice person. He was actually he used to be on Good Morning Football Weekend, and I would be doing these like, for lack of a better term, like these comedy sketches. And somebody like Reggie Bush, who who to me is the greatest college football player of all time, uh, a great NFL player who was probably about five years ahead of his time. He could have easily no sold everything that I did and been like, I'm not putting up with this nonsense, but he was the coolest guy. Could not be more welcoming. So I want you to know that's what I should do. That's what I should work on uh, is getting a Jersey swap with you and Reggie Bush. Maybe I'll have him sign a Strixon hat or something for you. We're that both, would be amazing. We're both, we're both Strixon brand ambassadors. So the next time I see him, I'll, uh, I'll bring yeah, it up. Yeah, put in a good word. Put in a good word. Homie. I got you. I got you. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun to go down into New Orleans. I had something else and now I forgot it. But it'll be a good opportunity for you to go down there. Oh, I did want to ask you, because you revealed recently that, you know, there's not a little little bit of bad blood uh, between you and the Titans for for good reason. And uh, but obviously I'm I'm very happy uh, because you're here with us. But the Titans last week, Will Levis came out of nowhere. Now you're you know, you've got a Sunday night game. I know you're not I know you're not watching the game, but you're somebody who enjoys football when you watch the highlights of Will Levis, he's a fellow rookie like you. What were your impressions? Even though it was the Titans, uh, what were your impressions of what he was able to do? Yeah, I mean, he just let it. I mean, he just let it fly. He just let it go. Um, just seeing him play freely, uh, you know, just seeing those those highlights, and you know, just seeing how, you know, I think he sharing the moments with his family. Uh, you know, th- those are huge. You know, I think you know, I'm just happy for him, understanding his process, kind of what he went through during the drive process, and you know, just through the season and you know, just kind of being thrown in there. So I think just for, I think as a, as a, as a person and as a, as a football fan, I think you see performances like that. And um, I think those is, it's like what, that's what the game is about. Um, you know, those type of things just makes you, makes you happy for a person and just to see them succeed, um, just seeing their story and just seeing the, the, the type of person that he is even talking after the game about, you know, Malik Willis and um, yeah. just the prices that he gave to him. So I think, you know, those type of things are just what the game is about for sure. Yeah, he was he was very impressive. It reminded me of when Justin Herbert was thrust into his first game against the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years ago. And he went out there and just was similarly amazing, uh, throwing the ball all over the field. And then he never quite yeah. slowed down. So perhaps Will Levis is the guy I, I kind of I kind of missed on that one because I was like, I don't know. Like I watched I know his last season in Kentucky, he was hampered mm-hmm. by some injuries. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really know about him as a prospect. I was a big CJ Stroud guy, but yeah, he was doing really well. I was just curious. Like, you know, just listen. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't hear about him too much coming out of college until really the draft process um, really started happening. And you're talking about Will Levis, um, kind of heard bits and pieces, but then that's when, you know, obviously the draft process comes, everyone gets, you know, thrown to the top and, you know, everyone's just is all of a sudden a first round pick, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, just like I said, just seeing his story, seeing how he's progressed. Um, and just seeing his attitude, you know, just how he's been a pro, how he's taking his stances. Uh, I think those have been very impressive. And for the record, I just want to point out to everybody who's listening to the show or watching us here on YouTube. First of all, thank you so much. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to comment using the word sick uh, to let us know that you're enjoying this conversation. Our producers are huge Titans fans. So we got to kind of wedge everything. No, I was just I was thinking about that because I was like, oh, Will Levis. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, and then I remembered what they did to you. And then, but again, it worked out well for me, but that's okay. But we got, we got the new Orleans saints this week. Before we get to our picks, I will say this. I want to let everybody know that if you are looking for a place to watch the game 
this weekend. May I suggest Game Room Chicago, which features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop a shot, and more. And it's plenty of space to watch your favorite game, including the Chicago Bears taking on the New Orleans Saints with a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef Mari Katsamura's snack foods. They have beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and shareable signature cocktails. Game Room Chicago is the place to be on game day, not only for the Bears game on Saturday, but also Saturday for the college football action as well. And listen, you want a little bit of an upscale watching experience for games you don't necessarily want to you know you know like sometimes die bars are great but game room chicago you class it up a little bit you go check it out so that is uh that is my suggestion so what do we think i this is going to shock you and i know that you're not expecting me to say this and i hope that we'll remain friends after i say this but this week you guys are beating the saints that's my prediction i think that it's it listen i we've talked we we talked about it sunday night we talked about it uh now the NFL is so topsy turvy that whenever you think, whenever you think that you have a handle on it, that it just changes on a dime. Look at look at how well the uh, look at how well the Washington Commanders played against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Look at these teams. You know, like the Ravens destroyed the Lions. Then they go out on Monday Night Football and destroy the Raiders. Take nothing for granted, and I feel like the juice of getting Montez Sweat, which again I think is a great, I think that's a big thing. I know everybody's, oh, but, you know, obviously some other trades that we pulled off didn't quite work, but it's like, you know what? Don't stop trying. Keep shooting yeah, your no, shot. That, that, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, I agree with kind of where your mindset is. Like, you know, that's not the same player. You know, this is this is a whole entirely different player. Give this give this man a chance to to, to, to prove you right or wrong, you know? So, um, yeah, I think, I think just having him acquired for sure is definitely going to be a big boost for that defense for sure, um, you know, especially moving forward. Yeah, and they've been playing really well against the run. Like, I know, like, Austin Eckler had that catch and run, but at the same time, like, they weren't running the football. Like, they were not having a lot of success uh, running the football. All of Austin Eckler's production came as a receiver, and one of them was it was basically one play and uh, a couple of broken tackles. So, hopefully, Montez Sweat and hopefully that revitalized defense comes alive against the Saints because I think this is a very, I know they said this every week, I think it's a winnable opportunity. I think it's a winnable game. And I think there's chances for you because, as you said, I know that they they love to single up with the wide receivers. But again, I was yeah. watching it. I was watching it on Sunday. I'm like, oh man, I go. Tyler's going to get some one on one opportunities, and I hope you're going to make somebody pay. I think this I is going to be the week as well. Definitely, definitely. No, I'm excited for this one for sure. Well, you should. Don't get out. Listen, don't get out of hand when you're down there. Listen, you can visit New Orleans on your own time. And do anything like that. I want you. I know uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I'll be like that. I'm always like that. I keep the main thing the main thing. By the way, nobody was mad at us for talking after the game, were they? I was. Of course not. No. I was. I was making sure because, like, often, like, I know at, at first it's kind of like you know, like, hey, we got to be real quiet or whatever. But then, like, I'm also hilarious. I'm going to yeah. make people. Laugh. I think actually, what it was, it's like when Darnell came over and started talking. I felt like. Once a veteran comes up and says something like, "Oh, we're on now!" Like, ah, darn it! No, no we're good. No, yeah, we're good. No, we're, we're, we were we were good. You know, when you came, we like, yeah, it was no, we were we were good. Yeah, we were good. We were very respectful of other players yeah. sitting around who weren't feeling as well. It's okay. It's all good. So yeah, I'm happy right about that. There. But I feel okay. Listen. So here's what we've established. We're now we're legit friends now. This isn't like I I like I exchange I exchange like tweets with uh, one of the guys from Tacoma FD 
who is a nice guy. I've talked to him on the uh, stream yard as well. He's been on the podcast before, but it's like, mm-hmm. but until you meet somebody in person, you can't really say yeah. that they're a friend, but now we're buddies. And number two, yeah. when something huge happens, you can reach out to me. I will be mm-hmm. that person. Cause that's, it's tough sometimes to be like, something happens. Like well, the whole thing, like when, when I ran into Ryan Poles, like, there's a limited number of people you can go to who's going to care about what I'm telling yeah, 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 yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So you got to think of that person. I want to be your person. So when something cool happens to the Wait, Bears. You me that. For sure. I was definitely in trouble. Wait, you talked to Ryan. Okay. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I want that. That's where I want our relationship to be. Definitely. But uh, I do. But listen, I do appreciate you coming on. I do appreciate you being so gracious after the Chargers game on Sunday. I know it wasn't oh, the, sure. the most. it wasn't the most optimal time. And again, it's like meeting somebody at a funeral and you got to be like, how long can, how long do we have to go before you can crack a joke? Because you know that we're dying to, um, no pun intended, but, uh, it was a great, but it was a great experience seeing you. I'm very optimistic. (laughs) Stop it. Hold yourself together. This is what happened. This is what happened. This was after the game. Like, this is exactly what happened is I'm like, trying. this this is exactly what happened. I'm trying to be, we're trying to be cool and trying to be respectful. I can't help it. I'm going to say something funny. It's just oh, the definitely. way that it's just the way that definitely, I operate, definitely, definitely. but I feel very good. And so uh, you go out there, get prepared for the New Orleans Saints, show Reggie Bush, show Reggie, score a touchdown where your hero played football. I think that's a great story and we will celebrate right. it next week. And uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything, any parting words before I let you go? Uh, the only parting words that, you know, I would only have to say, um, and I mentioned this before and, I, and I'll mention it again. Devin Hester still deserves to yes. be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. He still deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I will say that until it happens, Devin Hester still deserves people to be in the Hall of Fame. Look at this guy right here. All right. So for Tyler, I'm Adam. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you Wednesday night for Take It to the Rank. Until that time, bear down. And Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.